What's up, guys? Before we get into the show, I just wanted to take time for a second just to thank you very much for following Mac Geeks. I'm having a great time talking to all of these coaches and wrestlers and ACC legends, uh, having a great time writing articles, doing rankings, uh, you know, interviews, all of these kind of, kinds of things that I've really been dreaming about as a wrestling fan for a long time. So being able to, to do this and, and have you guys listen and actually care about it, I think it's, it's awesome. And uh, I just want to let you guys know that I'm having a great time doing it. And I thank you very much for listening in. I really do appreciate everybody that's taking the time out of their day to listen to me talk or, or write articles or anything like that. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, I also wanted to announce that we do now have a online gear store that's going to be open for a limited time. Uh, for about the next two weeks, it's going to be open. We partnered with Compound Sportswear to bring you guys some, some really cool gear. Uh, Cliff's doing a great job over there at Compound, and our gear really does look sick. It's, we have a t-shirt, a crew neck, and a hoodie out. They're all black with the, the Mac Geeks logo on it. It looks awesome. Uh, great just to wear around the house or if you want to wear it to practice. Heck yeah, that's absolutely what it's for. Get it sweaty and nasty and wear it to practice. I love it. I, I will definitely be doing the same with mine. But if you guys want to find those, you can always find them. Uh, I'm going to put a link in the description. So if you just scroll down wherever you listen to this podcast in the description, there will be a link to our online gear store. Um, it is also on social media, and I would love for you guys to, to join us on social media, following us on, on everywhere we're at. Uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter right now. Facebook, you just find the Mac Geeks page, right? Type in Mac Geeks and like our page, follow our page. Uh, that's where I post all of the stuff on Facebook. Uh, our gear store is also in the Facebook page. You can go directly to the Facebook page and find the shirts and all that kind of stuff. Um, we also have a... Uh, ACC wrestling fans group on Facebook uh, where, you know, everybody can get in and post some cool stuff about ACC wrestling. It's not just for me. There's a lot of stuff from me. I post a lot of my stuff in there. Um, but if you want to, to talk about ACC wrestling, it's, it's kind of a, in a Facebook ACC wrestling fan forum. So uh, go find ACC wrestling fans. Uh, it's one of the groups on Facebook. I'm having a lot of fun running that and some pretty good conversations on there. Uh, and then as well as Twitter, we are on. So go find us on Twitter. It's at Mac Geeks. Uh, we, uh, Facebook and Twitter is where the majority of my content comes out uh, on social media. So that's where you'll find it. And then last but not least, uh, Rockfin is our home base for everything. All of the articles and rankings are on Rockfin. Um, the podcasts obviously are out everywhere, but all of the extra stuff that I'm doing is on Rockfin. It is all free. You just have to sign up for a Rockfin account. It costs absolutely nothing to sign up for a free account. You just go in there, put your email in, sign up, and you get to see everything. Um, there is premium stuff on other people's channels, so you would have to pay for that. But everything on my account is free as of now, so uh, you can you can access it. All you got to do is just go sign up. It's completely free. Um, but that's about all I got for you guys today. I really appreciate the support once again. And I hope you enjoy listening to the podcast. What's up, Mac Geeks? Welcome back to episode number 13 of the Mac Geeks podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Hughley. 
and we are bringing you a very fun series over these next uh, nine-ish episodes. So I, I'm really excited to get into to chatting about uh, our new project. It, what we're going to be doing, it, I'm calling it the Champ Chats. Uh, we're going to be sitting down with the 2020 ACC champions over the next nine or so episodes since uh, one of the champs did graduate. So nine ACC champs are returning. I'm going to try my best to sit down with each of those guys and chat just a little bit about their career, you know, how everything's going with COVID, uh, what the future holds for them, and um, just a little bit about each of them and get a little inside peek into uh, each of these ACC champs' lives and uh, how it's going at their respective schools and what we can look forward to in 2021 from them. So uh, we are, we're not going in any order. We're just kind of going, uh, you know, just here and there and, and talking to who we want to talk to and um, trying to fit it in best for their schedules. So uh, there is no order. We're starting off with our man, Zach Sherman over at UNC. He was the 141 pound ACC champion in 2020, where he took out uh, NC State Wolfpack All-American Tariq Wilson in a five to four awesome match. If you guys have not seen it, I, I first of all, if you haven't seen it, I, I don't, know why you're listening you, you probably have already seen the ACC championship but if you haven't go back and watch that Zach Sherman Tariq Wilson match it's awesome uh Tariq Wilson gets out to an early lead and Zach comes back storms back to the victory and it really kind of feels like a the tide is turning on his career and he had such a fantastic season and that win kind of catapulted him into that next tier of of uh, wrestlers that are you know hunting for national titles so um, I had a really fun time sitting down talking with Zach he, he's a great guy super down to earth a lot of fun to talk to give us a really good insight about the team it's a great episode I'm very excited to be bringing you this series and even better starting it off with a bang with Mr. Zach Sherman so without it without further ado here it is here's 2020 141 pound ACC champ Zach Sherman I'm doing pretty good. I uh, just had a couple classes, Portuguese and communications. So just getting that rolling through and now into the best part of the day with some interviews. So. Awesome. Uh, is it, so are you hundred percent online right now? Or are you guys on campus at all? Yeah, 100% online. Uh, we had our first week, uh, it was in class and then uh, that kind of fell through pretty quickly. So yeah, it's, it's all online now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I live in Chapel Hill. Um, my wife is uh, at the dental school over there. So okay, I nice. guess, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's a really good program. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're I mean, one of the best in the country or whatever. She's stupid smart. She's way smarter than I am. So <laughs> I lucked out. Um, but yeah, I have to pick her up all the time, you know, drop her off, pick her up just to be safe and avoid, you know, parking and whatever. So uh -huh. it, uh, it was real busy, you know, those first couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden the students went home and it's just a ghost town. So. Yeah, com complete ghost town. There's been actually like there's been deer all over just walking all over campus because there's no students. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's kind of cool. It's that's a weird thing, man. About around here, like I I'm from Georgia, and everywhere in Georgia, like deer hunting is like the thing. Like everybody gets so jacked about deer hunting, and like you never see a deer because they're terrified of people. And then up here, like you said, they're walking around everywhere. Like no worry in the world. <laughs> it's it's fun yeah man. well it's usually it hasn't happened until like a month after school started and then all of a sudden like there's i just see deer everywhere yeah 
no, but uh, yeah, so um, we'll go ahead and get into some, some questions I got for you. So um, first one, you know, I always like to start off with, with all of you guys is how did you get into wrestling? Okay, so uh, my dad wrestled when he was in high school for North Miami Beach High. Um, and then so when I was young, uh, wrestling actually wasn't the first sport I started. I played um, baseball, soccer, uh, football. Soccer was actually my favorite sport. And then my dad got me into wrestling. And he did uh, what a lot of parents don't do is my dad did a really good job of making it fun when I was younger. So every time I would go to a tournament, I would go see like an attraction or go to like an amusement park or something nearby. So he would kind of combine wrestling with fun. And then it just kind of picked up a little bit as, um, as I got older. And then once I got towards like middle school, um, that's when it started getting a lot more serious. So. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. My dad was the same way. He made it, he made it real fun. Like, I started wrestling late, so it was seventh grade, but every time we went, like you said, you did something else. Like, mm. we would always go in and weigh in literally the moment it opened and then go hit, like, IHOP or something fun, you know? Yeah. And it was – because it was just having a good time growing up, like, fun stuff to do on the weekends. Uh, I think it's a really important thing, so that's cool. Yeah, um, that, that is really – I know a lot of kids that were a lot better than I was growing up, and then – and their parents – were super hard on them as kids and then they just kind of fall off the mat most of them yeah yeah um well i mean i'm kind of trapped in between two things i wanted to ask you with that because uh, i was gonna ask you you know at what point that that you kind of started to see that you were getting good and i think it kind of ties in with the other thing is um i think hearing you say that is kind of different not like everybody that's good has a, has a harsh upbringing, right? But you ended up wrestling for one of the, the best high school programs in the nation, right? And so coming from that more fun background, um, I'm just wondering, so first of all, at what point did you realize, like, I'm actually pretty good at this? And then how did that transition into going to Blair? Okay, so yeah, I was, growing up, I was always one of, like, the top guys in Florida at my weight class. I would usually actually I've never I've never lost a match at like the Florida U State tournament. Never lost one match there. Um, so I was always like the top top tier in Florida, but like I would go to national tournaments and I would struggle a little bit wrestling some of the guys that have been traveling a lot um, throughout like their youth. And then I started noticing uh, like late elementary school, early middle school that like I started picking people off that were like bigger names that I would like look at and they're like, oh, these are kids that are like killing the competition. And then little by little just started catching up to them. And then so kind of making that transition to high school, actually, I wasn't even thinking about going to Blair at all until it was like, I think August of the, like the, the August going into my freshman year. And uh, so it was right after a couple of years after coach Buxton left from Blair and they got a new head coach, uh, Solomon Fleckman. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, but he's actually from South Florida also. And he was entering the program with no 106 founder. And he's like, I'm going into this legendary high school program. And I'm not, I'm going to be forfeiting every single dual meet against teams like Wyoming, Sam, St. Ed, St. Paris Graham. Um, I'm going to like, he's like, I'm going to be forfeiting this first weight class if I don't find anyone. And so he reached out to some coaches in South Florida and one of them rec uh, recommended me just because I'd be a four-year guy. And I was actually only like 90 pounds at the time. 
So at, like at first it was like, I wasn't the best guy in Florida, even at 106, but I was one of those guys that I would be um, a good four year starter or I would, I would give a good four years for them. And I had a lot of room for improvement too. So that's kind of how that fell into place. Yeah. That's a, that's crazy, man. 90 pounds. So you still had to, when you actually got to Blair and when you started your season, were you still 90 pounds or did you get a little bit closer? Yeah. So I started putting on some weight. Um, my first, uh, time going to Ironman my freshman year, I actually weighed in at, I think it was like 98 and a half pounds. I stepped on the scale with a bagel in my hand eating it. So, um, just like kind of pissing people off, but yeah. Um, oh. yeah, so I, I was, I was pretty light still, man. That's wild. Um, yeah. And, and I kind of glossed over going back a second. You talked about not losing a match in Florida, at least growing up. I, I don't know if that was just like youth middle well, school. So, yeah. So I, I had, I lost some matches in Florida, but at the, at, at the youth state tournament, uh, I had yeah, never, okay. I had never lost at the youth state tournament. Actually the, the, so I did lose one period. It was back when uh freestyle and Greco had the best of three periods. I lost one period to Joey Silva at one of them. So oh. that was um, the closest I got to lose. Yeah. So how many, how many youth state titles did that bring? I don't know. It was maybe 11 to somewhere <laughs> around there. If you include freestyle and Greco. Yeah. That's wild. Wild, man. And, and you mentioned obviously like going outside of Florida, wrestling all those other, you know, big tournaments, hitting some of the bigger guys, Joey Silva at Michigan now. Um, any other big names that people would recognize that you might have wrestled like forever ago? From Florida? Just anywhere growing up. Um, yeah, so Chad Red was one of them. Uh, that was like one of the kids that he was killing everybody at the time. And I went to some tournament during second round. Um, and I, I was ready to go. I guess he, he didn't really know who I was at all. Um, yeah, so that, that was one. I wrestled Kate Olivas a few times. That was when he was um, – no one could beat him for, for years. I don't even know how many years. I don't think he's wrestling anymore. Um, but, yeah, that was one that people might know. Uh, Austin Gomez, uh, some guys like that, yeah. Yeah, I think – it's always cool to hear about those because so many times I've talked to people and it, it'll be like, Oh yeah, I remember this bracket when I was like eight years old and they'll name off like three dudes that are current national champs and this guy and that it's insane. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, man. Um, so you, you made the transition to Blair. I mean, obviously Blair is one of the most well-known wrestling programs in the nation, right? It has some of the, the biggest names ever to come through it. Right. Um, you know, Mako, uh, I think Mark Perry. Um, oh yeah, Mark Perry. Know. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a whole bunch of guys that have come through that have been, you know, outstanding, um, and it didn't really seem to skip a beat with the different coach transition, right? So, um, first of all, I mean, I feel like a lot of people that listen to this are probably Tar Hill fans. They don't have an in-depth knowledge of, you know, anything or before just watching you guys, right? So. Mm -hmm. Um, can you fill them in a little bit on, you know, what is a, a prep school and, you know, how's that different from me just going to Chapel Hill High School over here? Yeah, so Florida and North Carolina, I would say, are pretty similar in the aspect that it, there's not big, like, wrestling culture in the state, um, especially for, like, youth at the youth and high school levels. And so when I was younger, actually, my dad used to take me up to Pennsylvania, New Jersey, uh, New York. Ohio, like uh, states like that, 
all the time just so I could get that competition or I could go to camps where I'd be wrestling with kids that are better than me and kind of get like a different outlook on wrestling. And it, it means wrestling just, it means a lot more, especially at the youth and high school levels. It means a lot more in areas like that than it does down here. People focus more on football and, and whatnot down here. So, um, yeah, so I kind of making that transition. That was, that was a big reason that I went to Blair. And so like my, my first practice partner when I got there actually was Joey McKenna. He grabbed me and, um, and then there's guys like, uh, Mark Gray that were in the room, um, Dylan Malonis, just all, all these guys, Matthew Kolodzik, Chaz Tucker, all these guys that are top five in the country. And I'm stepping into this program, a little 90 pound kid. Um, and so it was, it was kind of eye opening to me. And then the improvement, like being put in, in a scenario, you really don't, in a scenario like that, you don't really have a choice, but to get better. So yeah, I would say sure. that, yeah, that's, I would say that's the big difference. Yeah, and so like, and I don't, I don't even know a whole lot about it either. So, when we're talking about like a prep school. Um, you were a 20, 2017, You won a national title, national prep title in high school. Um, what's the difference there, right? Most wrestling fans they know about, you know, North Carolina State tournament, the Georgia State tournament, Florida State tournament. Um, you know, who's at this prep national tournament? Yeah, so um, with prep schools, especially like schools like Blair were that you're allowed to have. So the reason Blair couldn't wrestle in the New Jersey state tournament is because they allow the school allows postgraduates. And so it's been a big thing for the football, basketball, they get postgraduates coming in all the time. And their, their teams are usually pretty good because of that. Um, but wrestling, they've tried to make it a point where they don't want any postgraduates. Like we, there might be a couple postgraduates on the roster, but they don't really want the postgraduates actually starting on the team. So yeah. they would send them to more like, college open tournaments and stuff like that to get them ready for college. Um, but so we were never actually allowed to compete in the state tournament. And it's a, it's a way different atmosphere because there's not really like the low, you don't have like the local following of fans coming to the tournament. It's more of just like, like my, Blair, I remember would bring like, they would have a fan bus, but they're, they're none of the kids are local kids. And it was at Lehigh. And so like, it's a completely different environment. But the one difference that I would notice from the prep national tournament and a lot of state tournaments, especially in the states down south, is that there's a lot of college coaches there. Um, my coaches would be there recruiting, um, the, my UNC coaches, and then there's a bunch of ACC, Lehigh coaches, uh, Cornell, uh, pre, a, a pretty good variety, mainly Northeastern, uh, Northeastern colleges, but it's a big it's more recruiting and the fan, but the fan aspect is a lot different. Um, but when it comes to competition wise, prep nationals, it was always like, there would be at least at, at every weight class, there's at least two or three guys ranked top 10, top 20 in the country at every weight class. So it is a really tough tournament and it's just, and honestly, it's tougher than most, most state tournaments from what I would say, depending on the weight class and stuff, of course. Um, but yeah, it was a completely different environment. And I wish, looking back on it, I wish I would be able to say that I won a Florida State championship as opposed to um, a prep school championship. But it's, that's what a prep school is. It, it, it preps you for that next level. And that's exactly what it did. And that's why I went there. So, yeah. Did, uh, I mean, obviously it did its job. But, um, you know, you said you kind of wish that you would have at least gotten to wrestle in that Florida 
state championship, did you follow it at all? Did you know who was in your weight class and kind of like think, oh, I could beat that guy? Or Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I would actually – so the Florida State tournament was, I think, a week after prep nationals every year. So I would – and that's like around – I think our spring break started then too. So I would come home and I would be – I was at the state tournament every year and I would get to see all my friends that I used to – that I grew up training with. Um, get to see them wrestling and then I would see some other guys coming up that might have been at my weight class and then, uh, of course I do think like like yeah damn I wish I was here I, w- I would have won states that year um, and it's it's more of like for, for like the the people you grew up with it's a little bit of a different feeling winning something there than going somewhere else and a lot of people didn't really like the fact that I left um, and it's getting a little bit more popular now, especially in Florida. You see a lot of kids coming up to Blair and Wyoming Seminary and some other prep schools like that. Um, but at the time, I was really the first one to do that. So it was, uh, there was a lot of hard feelings from some coaches that I used, I used to train at all the time. And some, some coaches wouldn't want me coming back. And pra- when I would come home, they wouldn't, like for breaks and stuff, they wouldn't want me coming in and training with their kids. And it's like, I, I haven't changed as a person. I'm just trying to do what's best for myself. And there were some coaches that, um, that did really look out for me and they wanted me training with them uh, even more actually when I came back because I had that knowledge of that Northeastern style of wrestling kind of that I could bring into the wrestling room. So it was, um, it's different. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah. No, I mean, that's just, that, that attitude sucks. Man, it's, people need to get rid of that. Because, I mean, I can understand, you know, if you're the coach of the high school you're supposed to go to, I can understand looking at it being like, crap, man. Like, I missed out on him. Like, maybe he would have won a couple titles, helped the team. But at the same time, you got to want what's best for each kid. And, sure. you know, you going up there and, and training with them and, uh, you know, having the opportunities that you have now obviously showed that it was the right decision. And yeah, I, I don't think you can hold that against people. And then yeah, even on the flip side of that, like, even – if I'm thinking just selfishly about my guys, if you're coming home for break, of course I'd want you to wrestle with them, you know, like one of the best guys in the nation up there wrestling for an awesome program. You can come in and, you know, teach your buddies back home some stuff that, that you've learned at other places and, you know, stuff that's making you successful. So yeah, of course it's literally a win-win situation for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just people's pride gets in the way, I guess sometimes. Yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. And, and for me, it was like when I was in Florida, it was, if I wanted to get good workouts, I would either have to drive an hour south down to Miami and then my drive back with through Miami traffic during rush hour would be two hours, sometimes more. And so that's three hours of driving in one day just so I could get a workout in. Or I would go up to West Palm Beach, which is also an hour away from where I live. So um, it wasn't the best situation. I would have had to move somewhere uh, I probably would have ended up going to school down in Miami at Miami Southwest High School. And I still talk to those guys all the time. I still go down and train with them on all my breaks. And so those are, those are, uh, that's a team that they've, they've looked out for me the whole time. So even when I left and they thought I was going to go there for high school and I honestly did too, until about a month before I left for Blair. So, yeah. Well, I will say on a personal note, I think you might be crazy for leaving Miami. But, yeah, um, no, trust me. That's that's also it. It's uh, I miss I miss Florida so much. Yeah. Um, and I've been away now for I think what is it eight years? So where I'm only coming home during summer break, spring break, and uh, Thanksgiving, and maybe a couple of days during Christmas each year. Um, I miss the weather. 
that's one thing I noticed about Blair too. It's, it's so different. I, I couldn't deal with the negative temperatures and all that stuff. I did not like that. That's also a big part of the reason I came, not, not the whole part, not the whole reason, but um, I knew I didn't want to deal with the cold any longer. So UNC is the closest I could get to Florida. Yeah. No, it's, it's awesome weather around here right now. Um, that's for sure. But, you know, that kind of leads us into your choice to go to UNC, right? So at Blair, had a very successful career, 128 and 14. It's crazy. Uh, won a prep national title, won the Beast of the East championship. Um, I, I, I know that you were a very big recruit. I don't have the exact number in front of me. You're a very big recruit. You probably had a lot of schools that you were talking to. Um, you know, what ended up making your decision uh, to come to UNC? Um, so it was kind of, uh, so the coaches were, it, if like from a stylistic standpoint, um, Coleman Scott and having Kenny Monday here. Um, and it, it was kind of like, it was a perfect fit for my style. I like to wrestle from the outside. I like, I like to be fast. I like, I like to attack, like, I, it's a very offensive minded style. Um, and then, so that, that was one of the big reasons for one. And then of course, UNC is such a great, it, it was sort of like, it was the best of all worlds where you have this program that's up and coming. And my, my senior year coming in, actually, I believe, uh, UNC placed like maybe 49th as a team at nationals. So not very good. It was, I think, uh, Coleman's second year here. And so he was like kind of just starting to build the program. And then I see kind of, so as I, would, as I was visiting, I would sort little by little, I would see sort of like the culture and like the mindset of the team changing little by little. And then um, my class coming in, it was, uh, before I committed, I already pretty much knew I wanted to come here, but I wasn't a hundred percent certain yet. And it was Austin O'Connor, Clay Lau, Jamie Hernandez all committed. And I had already decided pretty much that I, I wanted to come here in my head. And so I see that and they're all kids that I know want to achieve. I, I didn't know who any of them were at the time. I knew of them, but I didn't know them personally, but I knew from, uh, the way that like you could just tell by the way they wrestled and the places where they came from that they were very like-minded as me or we want to come in and it's really nothing short of national titles is what they wanted so i see that and then i jump on board and a couple more guys do and then the next class just keeps it rolling and keeps it rolling every single year it's been top three recruiting classes so um it was kind of like that culture change and if if you could see what the team was like before I got here, which I did get to see because I, I visited a bunch and from what to what it is now, uh, it's completely different. Yeah, oh, I bet. So, I mean, I imagine it, it probably made the decision easier when you're kind of making your choice and you see all these guys that you know are going to come in and compete for national titles and really elevate the program. I guarantee, like, I bet that was a uh, maybe almost a stress relief. Like, you know, you maybe wanted to go here and then pick it because you're like, okay, we're going to be able to build something and, and do the things I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, so and that's also, that's also another big thing too, what you just said, building something. So it's um, a lot of the other schools I was getting recruited by like Cornell um, and schools like that, that have already had a program 
that are they, they've already cemented themselves kind of um so it's like i would come in and just be like another cog in a wheel and even if you win a national title it's like people kind of forget you after a couple of years um whereas at unc it's like we have the opportunity to not like not be a part of something great but to make something great and like we're like actually the start of that so um yeah. that's kind of what what made me get so excited about unc dude i'm 100 percent on board with that mindset um when I, when I was coaching back in Georgia, I, was, I moved to Athens and had the opportunity to go to two different schools to coach. One of them had won the last 20 state titles in a row as a team, and the other one had six guys on the roster, and that's the one I picked. So okay. I 100% get that, um, wanting to go in and kind of build something. I think it means a little bit more. Oh, um, yeah, it does for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you, you talked a little bit about maybe Cornell being another place that, that kind of talked to you. Um, you know, was it kind of UNC from Jump Street or was there ever times where you're like, oh, I might go this other place? Yeah, there was, it was never a hundred percent. Like I wanted to go to UNC, um, but I knew I really liked UNC. I liked a lot of the guys on the team. Um, my best friend from high school, uh, Alex Rinaldi, he was a senior when I was a freshman and he kind of like took me under his wing when I first got to Blair. So he committed to UNC and then he convinced me to come down and I wasn't even getting recruited by the coaches at the time. So it was like, I, I just kind of wanted to visit on my own and just check out the place and visit my buddy. And from the first time I was here, I kind of fell in love with the place, the school, the people, um, everyone down here is super nice. Um, in Jersey, uh, they're, they're not, they're not like the same personality of people and don't get me wrong. I love people in New Jersey, but they're a little bit crazy. Oh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was very interested in Cornell. Um, it was a cool place. The weather definitely played a factor, but that wasn't, I didn't want to let that be the deciding factor. So if I, I've, I'd already dealt with the cold for a couple of years. Um, but it was more of where I would fit best, where um, I think I could achieve the most. And I think UNC excelled way more than Cornell in that category for me. So yeah. Absolutely. Um, and you mentioned a minute ago, kind of talking about obviously the guys that came with you in your recruiting class. There's been a bunch of recruits since then. You guys are really, I hate using the term like turn it around because that implies that it was not good before. Right. But you said like, what, but 40 it's, something? It's kind of right. It's okay. right. Yeah. Yeah. You but, that term. Who am I to say that? I'm not going to say that. So 40, 50 something in the nation. Right. And, and then, you guys are, are building it up and, um, you know, had a lot of success lately. What is the, the team chemistry like? So how has it evolved from when you got here to what is it like now? So honestly, it was um, when I would take my visits and stuff, a lot of people were, it was like very, which it's interesting because right now the personalities on the team and like the places that people are from, it's very, very different. People are from California, New York, Florida, Chicago, Texas, all over the country, pretty much every, every different corner, Washington. Um, and so people's personalities, of course, are going to be completely different. And back then it was like a lot of people from like the New Jersey, New York area. Um, but everyone kind of had like that back then it was like that similar mindset where it's like, Oh, like maybe wrestling isn't like the coolest thing. And we're here for the education type stuff. And, but it wasn't like they were, it wasn't like they were trying to get better. It was like, I mean, 
they were the great guys, great team. And there were some, some good recruits, but it wasn't like the team had that. They didn't have like that, um, that like drive that everyone together wanted to make sure everyone was getting better. Yeah. And maybe they like used wrestling just to get them into a good college. Yeah. Pot, yeah. A few of them definitely did that. And of course people still do do that. Um, but now it's sort of a bunch of like-minded individuals that come from very different backgrounds that all want one thing, which is to be the best in the country. And so it's like a competitive mindset where we we're competing with each other in the room every day. Um, but we also want to see each other do a lot better. And that's, it's shown in on the mat and in how we drill every day. And not everyone gets to see us in practice, but um, practices have changed a lot since when I would come in, it was, uh, there's not much like lollygagging around and it's more of um, like, we're, we're getting to where we need to be and we know what we need to do to get there. And our coaches are helping us get there too. So. Yeah. I mean, you guys got a fantastic coaching staff. I know that they just officially announced it earlier today. Jamil Kelly uh, is being added on as a coach there. You guys already obviously have Coleman Scott, you have Tony Ramos, Jordan Oliver. I mean, these aren't just like – they aren't just good wrestlers. They're like huge names in the sport, you know. Yeah. Like they're, they're big, big names. Um, and I can only imagine what it's like to, to be around those guys all the time. Um, I know for me personally, I've talked to Ramos probably the most, and I was always a big Iowa fan growing up and loved Tony Ramos because he was so intense and like the crazy stare down with Tyler Graff in the finals and everything. Mm -hmm. And then talking to him on the phone, he's like the most nice, chill, down to earth guy. And it was oh, just yeah, like that, that stare down, that was all an act. Oh man, I was like, this doesn't no, match. Kidding. Maybe like, not, but I don't, know. I don't know if it was an act. I think he might be just a different personality on the mat. Yeah. You know? But uh, he's also, I think now that he's kind of a father, I think that's maybe sort of changed yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, they're, they're completely different styles too, which was interesting. And seeing that Coleman could, after losing to Tony Ramos at the Olympic trials, and then two days later deciding that he would be the best guy for him to ask to be an assistant coach, that kind of says a lot as where he could, that says yeah. a lot about Coleman too, where he could put his ego aside and for the betterment of the team. And so it's coming in, actually, Tony's been a completely opposite style from what I've had. I was a lot more similar to Coleman. Um, but Coleman wanted me wrestling with Tony um, multiple times a week. And I, I would, I, so I'd go with Tony a lot. And that's someone that it's like, he, he would help prepare me for the guys that I'm going to compete against. And then Coleman would help prepare me for how I need to wrestle. So I kind of get like the best of both worlds. And now having Jordan Oliver here, he was actually, um, when I was in middle school and late elementary school growing up, that was the dude that I, like a lot of people grow up in basketball. They want to, they want to play like Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. Me growing up in wrestling, I wanted to wrestle exactly like Jordan Oliver. So that's kind of where that style came from. And so now having him here on, not, uh, not fully on staff, but he's, he's training actually, which is actually, I think even better. So I get to see how he trains and how he's working to be an Olympic champ. And I get to, I get to see that and then incorporate that into my own wrestling. And I get to actually work with him and get help, help him get better. And then of course he's given me pointers on just about everything. He's one of the, the most knowledgeable dudes I've ever met in the sport. So yeah, um, it's kind of the best of all worlds, especially for me. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's an embarrassment of riches. Um, you got, I mean, was it last year, the U.S. Senior Nationals, I think, he 50-0 uh, 
50 owed his appointments or his opponents or however the heck you want to say that and lose my words. Yeah. Um, that's incredible. And that's just, that's gotta be yeah, really and, cool. And I mean, training with him uh, a few times a week leading up to that, that didn't surprise me at all. Like that, I, I see what he's doing every day and I know none of the guys that he was wrestling are doing anything close to that. And it's, um, I, I think I, I'm upset for him that Olympics, the Olympics didn't happen this past summer because I don't think anyone was going to beat him. Yeah. But he'll be ready next time it comes around too. I'm sure of that. For sure. Well, um, some other guys that, that you got around the program that you've really got along with or, you know, kind of built this program with, um, your roommates are, uh, are Clay and, and Jamie. So what, what's that relationship like, right? First of all, you guys, all three were in the ACC finals last year, right? You and Clay bringing on the title, Jamie coming up just a little bit short, um, do you guys do you guys wrestle over the remote? I mean, <laughs> no, actually, um, we don't really argue too much at all. To be honest, um, it's pr it's a pretty good it's a, it's a good com like we're competitive with each other, um, but it's like we we want to see each other do great and we want to see the team do great. So it's like we would actually go into every match every weekend. It's like okay, like we got this dude, you got this dude, I got this dude. Like we got to take them all out, and that's pretty much how it was and. There was, I think, a, there was a couple duels that we lost, and um, it was those duels where it was, it was either one or two of us lost our matches, and then every duel we won, it was pretty much all three of us won the match. So yeah. it was kind of we we had like that mindset going in that if we want the team to win, we have to win, and we can't. I mean that we could because other guys on the team were stepping up also at the same time, but like as a house as a whole, we kind of looked at it as we need to take this and we don't have a choice but to win. So that's what it was. And it's, it's kind of cool to see. And so like, we're starting to build like a little bit of a trophy case and we're all throwing, like throwing little bits and pieces in there and it's starting to fill up a little bit. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Um, what, what kind of stuff do you guys do outside of wrestling? Just hanging out. Um, so we used to have uh, a house lizard. Um, so he, he was kind of cool to hang out with. A lot of people would come over and want to hold them and stuff. And then uh, my roommates might not like it too much, but I play, I started playing ukulele actually to kill some time because now that we've had so much free time. And um, uh, so, yeah, so like they, they don't like me play because I, I, I'm practicing and I have to play the same songs over and over again to learn it better. But um playing playing basketball um we got our neighbor's cat actually uh comes over and hangs out all the time he's super cool uh is that, is that what happened to the lizard oh no, no no the cat didn't get the lizard he wanted him though the cat didn't want the lizard but, <laughs> you said used to with the lizard so i was wondering yeah no uh he he got i gave him to one of my mom's friends in florida so uh he's in he's in better hands now honestly but very cool yeah um yeah, that's, I mean, that's got to be cool to, to live with guys that are, that are on the same level as you guys. And mm -hmm. also, um, you know, I think it's pretty cool, too, that, that not only has UNC really turned, turned it around, right, but they, you guys really do have, uh, like, a good stable of youth leadership, right, uh, or of young leadership is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Uh, you, you guys were all sophomores last year, correct? So um, Yeah, retro sophomores, so. 
Yeah, I mean, all in the ACC, and so so was O'Connor, right? So all of you guys were, um, you know, in your second year of eligibility, you know, whichever way it shook out, and you know, making it to the finals of the ACC tournament, you know, high ranks going into NCAs and all of that. Um, you know, I, I hate to bring up you know those memories, but how how did that all go down for you guys um, coming off such a high, you know, winning an ACC title to finding out a week later that. Uh, NCAs was shut down. Um, yeah, so it's starting off on a positive note from that. It's that every single one of those guys that you mentioned still has at least two years. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what we're looking for. We're excited for those next two years. And yeah, it was a bummer. We had our brackets. We already knew um, our, what our draws were going to be going into now. I think they came out with brackets the day before it all got canceled. Um, and of course, uh, the guys were were upset, and I feel for for guys like AC Headley because that that was his last go around um, at the NCAA tournament. But we have this group of, like you said, young guys that still um, we're, we're not even seniors yet. We still have we still have time. We we got two yeah. years, um, and I can guarantee you there's going to be some big things coming in this, those next few years a lot more than even what you saw last year. Um, for the whole team and even guys that haven't really gotten on that radar yet. Cause I, I can tell you there's some guys that I'm, I'm seeing and how they work even in this time where it's like practices have to be restricted and stuff and they're doing everything they can to make sure they're still getting better. So it's, it's exciting for the future. And so we kind of put it all behind us as, as quickly as possible. Um, moved on. Everyone was eager to improve the whole summer, partially, probably because NCAs was canceled and we didn't have like that big finale kind of, um, but it's coming and we still got two years for that. So I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I mean, it obviously it sucks, right? You know, anybody losing that opportunity at NCAA title um, is awful. And, and, you know, there's all kinds of rumors out there, right? That this year might not count like football and all that kind of stuff. Who knows yet? Um, but I will say, to take one good thing out of it, you ended your year last year on a, a high note, right? On a great note. Yeah. It, I I was going to ask you a little bit about, you know, there there's this kind of rivalry with Tariq Wilson over NC State. Um, obviously, it's a big rivalry school-wise, right? But you guys also, you know, last year kind of established that this was going to be a rivalry moving forward for another year. Um you know, prior to last year, he actually got the best of you, right? He had yeah, every time you. he did actually. Yeah, he had beaten you three times in a row, and then last year four, coming in, actually four times. There was four. a an open tournament that I went to at the Wolfpack Open, so I think that's probably the one that um, gets lost in there. But yeah, he beat me four times in a row. Okay, yeah. Well, I was I was even going to wonder if you thought about it as a rivalry, but it seems like you do that. You, you know how many times, uh, and you oh, corrected yeah. me so. Last year, though, it was super fun to watch, right? That that duel was awesome. Uh, I was there. It was incredible. It was an awesome atmosphere. It's really cool to see uh, schools down here building that kind of stuff. And, you know, it, it, it sucks asking about matches that didn't go your way, right? But um, he ends up taking the match 6-0. What, what are you thinking after that match goes down? So... Um, kind of like I said, with the mindset, it's like that, especially with my house, uh, the guys that are me and my roommates, it's, 
um, it was disappointing because I, I went into every single, and I was on a roll then too. I was like, I think I had 11 or 12 matches in a row that I was on a little win streak. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I didn't really, like, I, I was at the point where I didn't feel like I could lose to anybody. Like it, it didn't really matter who they threw out there. Um, and then, so I do take that loss and it's, I'm sitting there on, on the side of the mat, basically just, um, I feel bad for my teammates because um, basically it was in my hands and I just threw it and passed it off to them. That's it. And now it's in their hands and I, I don't have a say in us winning at that time. Um, so that, I would say that's, that was the worst part for me. And then, so watching it and I take a lot of the blame for us losing. And actually I think every, every single person that lost a match in that duel, because we're going in, it's like every, every single person has to play their part and uh, playing your part might not, might be not getting, giving up a major might not, might not be getting pinned, but um, the mindset of everyone on the team wasn't even that. It was that we win. We, if, if you win your match, then we're winning the duel. And so it's everyone just back to back has to keep winning. And so to lose that, it sucked. I felt bad um, for my teammates that I put that in their hands. Um, but so from, from Tariq, he's, he's a kid I respect a lot actually because he's, um, he's forced me to grow and improve. And he's, he's a tough kid to wrestle. He's really long, lanky. He's got really good reattacks. And so it's, um, if he wasn't there, I wouldn't be at the level that I'm at right now, for sure. Because I've had those four losses and I've had to keep trying to figure it out each time. And I think where it kind of changed after that match is it's, um, it was it was 1-0 going into the third period and I was kind of going in. And so he, he's a kid that, he's really good at capitalizing on, on your mistakes too. Cause he's, he's so lanky. He's really good with reattacks and he, he's difficult to wrestle. He's hard to get in on. And so like my mindset going into those four matches that I lost was kind of like, okay, going in, I have to wrestle really smart and I have to like wrestle this perfect match. And that's actually extremely detrimental to my style, especially as, as an attacking offensive style. And then going into the ACC for the ACC championship match, it was my mindset kind of changes instead of trying to wrestle the perfect match, it's needing to do whatever it takes to, to make sure I get that win instead, um, yeah. regardless if I make mistakes. And that finals match was actually the worst start I've had to a match with Tariq yeah. taken down in like, I don't know, four seconds and then gave up a minute of riding time. Um, but I just keep, kept coming up to my feet, kept pressing forward, kept trying to get takedowns. And it was overall the best match I've wrestled against them. And I think it was a lot because of the mindset. So, yeah, no, it was, it was an awesome match. I rewatched it this morning. Um, and yeah, like you said, I mean, you got taken down right off the bat and ended up, you know, however it shook out, you got down three to one. Right. And so three to one, and I think it was in the third period and you mounted that comeback, ended up winning five to four. Um, I mean, it was a great match. It, it was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, how, how did that feel to you, right? When you get your hand raised, you walk off the mat, and it kind of sets in that, you know, not only did you win the ACC, but you also finally got that win over the guy you've kind of been wanting or, or been, mm -hmm. you know, had a target on for, for a while. Yeah, I mean, it felt – I mean, it was awesome, especially for the fact that it was in that ACC tournament, and that was – um, going through the season, of course, you have, you can't overlook any weekend, but my first goal is the first championship I could win. And that's the ACC tournament. So I wanted to make sure that like, I won that. And I kept, I was telling everyone all year, I was like, I, there's no way I lose the ACC tournament. There's no way. 
can't can't let it happen and so having that happen especially against a guy that had beaten me so many times in a row it was kind of like I don't know like not really a coming of age or anything but it was kind of it, it was like a yeah. like I'd, I'd finally reached that next stepping stone and then yeah. from there I kind of realized a little bit more of the potential I had um going forward especially going right into national the national tournament also um so getting that win um and especially in the way it happened or it was extremely exciting match was um yeah it was it was awesome yeah um and you know i wanted to kind of take a step back kind of rewind a little bit and looking at your career you know you, you start off you, you get to unc and you start as a true freshman at 133 um the you ended up making the national uh, the national tournament um, but 16 to 20 records, so uh, not the best of records. And then you decided to take a red shirt that next year, which is, is it's not like unorthodox or anything, but, you know, the majority of people take a red shirt their first year, right? And so yeah. I think it's interesting to hear, um, you know, why did you choose to take that red shirt? Um, actually, it wasn't, it wasn't really my choice. My coaches wanted me to. I didn't want to, um, but they were able to because they brought in uh, – Gary Wayne for his for his senior year and uh before they brought him in Coleman kind of talked to me about wanting me to redshirt and what I noticed it, it yeah so it's it's a little unorthodox taking the redshirt your sophomore year as opposed to the freshman year um but where I kind of see it is so I I go in my freshman year and I take my I, I do I do great as a freshman but I took all those lumps I didn't I didn't have a winning record yeah. But then, so going in, instead of redshirt coming in and redshirting immediately, where it's like you kind of get to ease into college almost, it's more of I'm redshirting my, my sophomore year after having, having already gone through that full season, the grind of a college season that yeah. people don't experience in high school. Um, even at Blair with our tough schedule, what doesn't even compare. Um, so it's kind of like I know what to expect going into my redshirt year as opposed to easing into college with a redshirt year. So I think the improvements that I made during my redshirt year, I wouldn't have made if I redshirted my freshman year. And so looking back on it, great decision by the coaches. Um, I was really against it for a while. I really did not want to do that. I wanted to start, um, I didn't, especially after having started the year before, I didn't want to be sitting on the bench. Uh, but it's it definitely – it let me take a step back and, and kind of analyze what happened from the year before. And then by taking that step back, I was able to make a bigger jump forward. Yeah. Well, I mean, hell it worked, right? Because like you said, losing records 16 and 20, um, you had to be jumping on the bit to get back on the mat and kind of, you know, get back at it and keep going. Um, but you take that year to get better and then you come back after the losing record, you come back 27 and five. Right. So like, night and day difference huge shift yeah. win an ACC title um obviously you know coaches know what they're doing and and they put you in the best place to succeed um what just talking about like college in general right um what is what is it that makes a successful college wrestler because I feel I feel like you're a good person to ask because you had that first year where you took your lumps and then you come back and you're one of the most successful in the nation so what exactly is it that makes that difference yeah, so um, it was the transition that I didn't really realize um, from high school to college. There's a lot of different aspects that go into it that 
Um, it took me a while to get used to like the fact that guys are going to get on your head and they're going to hand fight for seven minutes. I wasn't used to that in high school. No one really did that. And then, um, of course, like putting on strength, getting in the weight room a lot more, um, the importance of being able to get off bottom, like in high school, um, I was usually better than guys on my feet. So I'd always just choose neutral because it that didn't really think it mattered. But then you get here and it's um, people are getting uh, most of the matches or a lot of the matches I lost my freshman year. I would, I would get takedowns um, and I, I'd sometimes beat the guys on my feet. And then I either give up riding time or I get tilted or um, a lot of matches I lost on bottom. And a lot of guys were stronger than me. And so it's it's a big jump. And so also that goes a lot into how you wrestle in the practice room also. So it's, that all comes from your drilling, how you're able to get off bottom and how you're able to get to your attacks and get through the hand fight. I was used to a lot, like drilling a lot. I was used to kind of just, you know, like kind of just taking a shot and then I would get it and then take them down and then let them up. And then they take a shot, take me down and then let me up. And that's not, that's not going to, that doesn't work at the college level. It's, yeah. So it's more of kind of being able to get to your offense when guys are on your head and um, mentally keep moving forward and physically keep moving forward at the same time. It's um, so it's kind of like fi finding that balance and and being able to um, basically get get to where you need to get without kind of like it, it shows it shows what you're doing in the, yeah. in the practice room and that so that changed a lot from my freshman year especially with um Gary Wayne coming in he kind of he because he was he was a veteran he was I don't know fifth year senior and so I saw the way he worked in the room and that and that was during my redshirt year too so I got to and I got to go with him a lot and be a part in him getting better um but that kind of changed my outlook on how I'm working in the practice room. And that's honestly the big jump from high school to college, or that's where you see a lot of freshmen taking their lumps. It's because that's what it's because of. Uh, that's, that's what I believe. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so. You, I mean, you made that such a big transition, right? I mean, that, that was, it, you don't see a whole lot of those, right? You don't see a whole lot of losing season to ACC title. Um, I mean, I don't even know what else to ask you on that. I mean, how, first of all, after winning that ACC title, right, you, you talk a little bit about, you know, kind of finally getting that win over Tariq, maybe uh, putting your mind, like it kind of elevated you to a whole new level, right? Because you beat one of those guys that, that has been at the top for a while. I, I mean, Tariq got third in the country a couple of years ago and, um, you know, was seconds away from being in the national final. So uh, you beat one of the best guys in the country. So that puts you in that elite top tier. Um, what does that do for your mindset heading into your junior season? Um, I mean, it's so what I'm sort of seeing the difference from this past year where I went 27 and five and I got a bunch of wins going into next year. It's more of um not that I need to win. I need to go out and I need to get to my offense for seven minutes straight against every single person I wrestle. And that needs to happen um, against the top 10 guys in the country. Also, that's where the matches I lost like against Tariq, against Tristan Moran, um, Rowe Woods, I got to my offense, but I need to get to it more. And 
especially being a guy that that's good at wrestling on your on my feet um it's not just one takedown that's gonna win those matches against the best guys in the country i'm gonna need to get a takedown in the first period maybe two in the first period then maybe and then i need to get an escape and another takedown in the second period and then third period i need to open it up completely um and so i think you're gonna see me blowing the doors off a lot of these kids next year that are ranked top 10 in the country and that's gonna be kind of the jump i'm making from from last year to next year and i think that's that's what's kind of going to push me from being kind of on that um that level where i have five losses throughout the year and being like borderline all-american according to the rankings um to kind of majoring my majoring or tech falling or getting pins up to the national quarterfinals and maybe even through that and then beating beating someone that's that's what it's even in the close matches too that's what it's going to come down to it's can I get to my offense more than once in these matches? And and can I get to it in every single period instead of just getting a takedown in the first and then they get two escapes, next thing you know, it's two to two. Um, so that that's kind of going to be the jump that I'm going to make. It's 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 going to be getting to my offense a lot more than I did. Because I know yeah. I can, but it's when you go against these guys that are good, it's kind of, I, I almost wanted to, like that, like I talked about earlier, it's wrestling wrestling that perfect match isn't going to make you wrestle your best match. So it's going to be more of how am I going to get to my attacks more and more and more. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a, it's a pretty cool progression, right? Cause you get into college in your first year, you're, you're kind of just figuring out how the heck do I do this? And like, you know, trying to compete with these guys and, and get some wins. Um, and then, you know, coming in to the next season, you win that ACC title and now coming back for this, the, these last two seasons or, or three or whatever we end up getting, um, it, it seems like your, your focus has shifted from, okay, get to that top tier to now dominate and let's win championships. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, that's really cool to hear, man. Um, and, and I think every, oh, there's a lot of people on your team that have that same mindset. Um, so, you know, for Tar Heel fans or just ACC wrestling fans, wrestling fans in general, um, what can we look forward to for this coming season and for the future of uh, Tar Heel wrestling? Um, so for one, for the fans, I hope um, that you guys, not just for me, but for you guys, I hope you can get to the matches. I like having the fans at the matches. Um, I don't know if we're going to be able to have even attendance at all, um, yeah. but might be limited attendance. But all of that's a big question mark, of course, as of right now. Um, yeah. And they've seen improvement every single year. Um, expect to see a lot more improvement this year. Uh, we've got some guys coming in, some guys that maybe the Carolina fans or ACC wrestling fans uh, haven't even heard of yet. Maybe they've seen a commitment picture from them and it kind of slipped their mind. Um, some guys that have been here a couple years and kind of been, been waiting for their time. There's going to be some guys stepping in that nobody's expecting that are going to make big waves, um, not just in the ACC, but on the national scene. And then expect the guys like me, Clay, Jamie, um, and Austin's a, a bunch of other guys uh, to do a lot more than we've done because um, I, I can promise we we've we've jumped I see it no one gets to see it what we're doing in the room every day um, and I know it's going to happen and it's 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 going to take time and but come come time for season we're going to be a lot more ready 
than we have been in the past and a lot more ready than these other teams are. And we at this point, we're expecting nothing less from all 10 guys of ACC titles and national titles and All-Americans and um, going out and dominating our opponents. So it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, so, yeah, basically. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited to see all of you guys coming back, right? You got ACC champs returning, new guys in the lineup. Uh, one guy coming back that I'm excited about personally, Devin Kane, getting back in after the injury. Oh, yeah. Uh, last time we saw him, he was the last seed at the NCAA tournament and makes it to the round of 12. So match away from make, becoming an All-American. So mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of guys I'm really excited about seeing um, and definitely looking forward to. Hopefully they will open it up to fans because I'm in walking distance. So I will be okay. there. Uh, yeah, but, I, I really hope they do, especially for that NC State duel because uh, they had, I think, well, about 5,000 people there last year. Yeah over in Raleigh and now it's going to be in Chapel Hill and I'm sure there'd be a lot of NC State fans and hopefully this past year we've built up maybe converted a lot of those people to Carolina fans because you know it's uh Carolina is a way cooler place than NC State of course and we're about to be better than them so absolutely man I'm looking forward to it um and I don't want to take up too much of your time today I know we've already chatted for a while uh but I want to I want to leave it on this last note so one more question for you um if I'm a, a recruit or if I'm a high school kid that's coming through, uh, you know, having success, looking at places to wrestle in college, why, why would I pick UNC? Um, so I would say kind of think of it as, as like a statue almost, where there's, there's a statue, but the statue has that foundation. And this is just the start. We've just built the foundation. This has been uh, – this foundation, it's been built since, I don't know, I would say it started with guys like Corey Daniel, Chip Ness, Troy Heilman. Um, and then it's only, it's only gotten better, but now it, it's at the point where we're good. We're ready to compete for trophies at the national tournament. So it's not that they really have to come in and build, build what's happening. They, they just have to come in and, and, and see where we're at and then just take it and run with it from there. It's because um, the recruits, honestly, are getting better and better every single year. So um, looking at what we've done and in that short period of time and just knowing that they can come in and do the same thing, but taking it from a higher level to even higher level. So it's really, I mean, there's no limit at this point. I don't, I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. Absolutely. I think you guys proved that um, the Carolina wrestling has taken that jump to the next level and is in the top tier in the country. And, you know, it's right there to win national titles and conference titles and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I know that personally as a Carolina wrestling fan, I'm looking forward to it and uh, I'm excited to see it this year, man. I mean, I'm definitely excited to see you coming back and uh, maybe, maybe get a chance to, to get another win over Tariq. I wanted to say rubber match after last year, but, uh, you know, you I, guys got had a few, a, I got a few, I got a few matches to go for that, but a couple more, but, uh, Anyway, either way, you're going to see him again. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing all of your matches and, and all the Carolina duels this year. Um, you know, hopefully everything goes smoothly and we get a conference and NCAA tournament and um, get the chance to see a couple Tar Heels on the podium at the end. So, Oh, yeah, you will for sure. I can promise that. I'm excited, man. But uh, thanks again for talking to me. I had a great time, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me.